lovelies. We are back with another episode of Test Talks You Through, my advice podcast, my gift to the world advice. That's right. You can email me your questions, um, your reaches, your cries for help, all of it. You can email me at testtalksyouthrough at gmail.com. That is T-E-S-S-T-A-L-K-S-U-T-H-R-U at gmail.com. I will read those letters on the air. I will keep your anonymity protected. And then I will give you advice and perspective, redirection, encouragement, support, whatever the letter needs. I'm going to do my best to give it because that's why I'm here. It's a calling. So another calling I have had is to um, be in shows. Yes, I'm doing a show right now at a theater and I'm only not like promoting it because I don't know when this episode will come out. And then I don't want people to be like, that was months ago, but whatever, you get it. I had taken the opportunity to learn more about the playwright, Arthur Miller, um, yeah, classics, right? We're all familiar with uh, The Crucible and Death of a Salesman and how he was married to Marilyn Monroe, all that, right? That's like, I guess that was my like understanding of him within the cultural zeitgeist. But then I wanted to learn a little bit more about Mr. Miller. And so I went to where I start all of my knowledge searches, Wikipedia. And I learned that with his third wife that he married, he had... Um, He had two children, and the second was a son who was born with Down syndrome. And much to his wife's chagrin, her name might have been Rebecca. Oops, if I forgot. Um, She's dead. It's fine. Um, He, like, institutionalized his son, like, locked him up and never went to visit him. And his wife did go visit him. So, like, this child was supported from afar, by a mom but not by a dad and I was like ew that's so sad to me okay sorry to start with just like bumming you out with mean facts about Arthur Miller um I'll start with something positive you know common ground the things we have in common with each other is really where we start like liking each other right well Arthur Miller and I went to the same college so Okay, that's it. That's enough positive talk about Arthur Miller. <laughs> um, I got some wonderful letters from you. Again, thank you for trusting me with um, with your life stuff that you need advice about. I appreciate that you reached out. Um, I hope to honor that, show you my gratitude by giving you excellent advice. There's a theme this week. It's definitely about family dynamics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listeners, lovelies, he... You all have a family, so you can you're going to be able to relate to these concerns right away. Let's dive in. Um, Here's our first letter from a lovely dear Tess. My cousin chose to cut off contact with our family years ago after his father died because his mother doesn't like our family. We used to be very close and I miss him. Should I respect his wishes and leave him alone? His birthday is coming up and even sending him a happy birthday message sometimes feels like too much because he never replies. All right, the uh, the saga of the estranged cousin. Um, again, I have to make a lot of assumptions to give advice, and I can't ask you questions. So from where I'm coming from, he cut off this contact after the death of his father, and you, your suspicion is that it's because the mom doesn't like your family, 
which is sad. I wonder if there's some kind of um, older generational grudge that it would be up to you and your cousin's generation to like dismiss, dispel, get rid of so that you can just have a happy big family. I don't know. I would encourage what I'm going to call a soft extension, a gentle approach. It sounds like you may have been doing that. You said that um, on birthdays, you'll send a happy birthday message. And I'm curious if that's through um, like Facebook, you know, on the wall, happy birthday, cuz, or in a personal message or in an email, a text. Um, Those are nice, like, you know, little reminders. Hi, I'm thinking of you. And you get no response. Okay. I'm still going to suggest a gentle approach. Again, a soft extension. I haven't decided which which phrase I like better. We'll 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 learn soon. Um, but not under the pretense of a birthday. Not under the pretense of anything but to actually address, hey, we used to be close, we're not anymore. I'd like to be close again. Something direct. Um, because I think that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna learn. And, you, and this is what you're doing. You're sort of testing the water. Can we get deep? Can, you know, can we become close again? I don't know. And then should this person have a really strong reaction? I suspect this person will be like, put a, put a, a major response. No, no, leave me alone, whatever. There's one situation where I would not reach out. And again, I can't ask you these questions and you might not even know the answers, but I want you to consider one possibility because I was searching my brain about it. Did your cousin explicitly say, under no circumstances, never speak with me again? Because if so, we're going to want to, we're going to want to respect that because that's very strong. And I imagine a request like that would come from a very strong wound, a very deep wound. We cannot dismiss the possibility that perhaps there was, I don't know, abuse, trauma. We would not want to re-injure, if that makes sense. Um, So I think I want you to temper your expectation with how hard you will reach out to get a response. Again, don't do it under a happy birthday message because that is very kind and charming and sweet. He's not responding because your happy birthday message, even if it's just happy birthday, is actually saying, cuz I miss you. I don't understand. I, does your mom still hate my family? I, I want you back in my life. I want all this. I, I, I want to talk to you. I want to know. But you're just saying happy birthday. Okay, let's cut the pretense. Let's just say softly. Remember, it's a soft extension of a hand reaching out. Yeah, sure. Um, your hands are soft because you put lotion on them. Even in this winter, you have to, right? Yes. You're going to just say, hey, cuz we haven't talked since your dad died. I miss you. I'd like, I'd like to be close again. I'd like to get to know you. That is not invasive or rude or you're not coming with assumptions or presumption. You're not putting too much expectation on it, only directly what you can. I would like to be close again. I want you to try that, and um, in the in, you may not know the proper medium to reach out through, Facebook Messenger, perhaps, maybe email, text, I don't know, whatever you think would work. If there had been a way you were communicating regularly in the past, try that avenue. I think, I think it, it may go well. There's, there's, like I said, there's that one exception I can think of where it would be detrimental. In, in any case that you had caused extreme pain to this person, 
hopefully they would let you know to never speak with them again. But I want you to try because we get this one life, right? Um, so there you go. Reach out. Give it that uh, soft extension. That's what I'm going with. It's a soft extension. Thank you. All right, lovelies. Um, I definitely cannot get through an episode of recording the podcast without thinking about the other podcasts I listen to. There are some very excellent ones here on Hearsay Studios as well. So please do check them out and subscribe and rate and love because we love to do that. And we want to hear from you for sure. We want your opinion. Another one I can't stop listening to and also can't stop talking about is um, listening to Race Chaser, which is a podcast by Willem and Alaska, which you may know from RuPaul's Drag Race, and they talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's sort of, um, you know, there's levels there. And on one episode, Willem, who I'm a big fan of, I, I have Willem's book, which is all about how to be a fabulous drag superstar, essentially. Um, and I'd love to apply some of those lessons to my daily life with less makeup. Um, you know, even though I, I do love a strong eyeliner game. Um, this, this thing they keep saying on their show is, did you stone those tights yourself? And they reference stoning tights all the time. Like, oh, I was just sitting in my trailer stoning these tights. And um, I imagine these drag queens, like in full drag, sitting there with these fishnets and like a bedazzler and putting individual rhinestones on every other crisscross of fishnets and how that very tedious work is going to pay off with the most glamorous looking legs you've ever seen on stage. I'm sure that when they stone tights, they're just like in their relaxed real life selves. But the way I imagine it, it's like tedious work in the most beautiful, glamorous way possible. And I find myself anytime I like something, like if I admire a woman's hair or if I think someone has a has like a, a cool coat on or something, I think to myself, did you stone those tights yourself? Which is like not an appropriate thing to say because they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm not wearing tights. But it's just something like that's my new way to compliment people in my head. So if you hear me to ask you, if you stoned your tights yourself, that's code for, hey, I really like what you're rocking right now. I probably won't say it out loud to anybody, but just so you know, I've thought it about you. Um, let's, let's dive in. Another letter from a lovely. Dear Tess, my brother-in-law has been dating a woman who rudely corrected my pronunciation of a French word. I felt belittled and annoyed. I can't imagine having this girl in our family, and I don't want to have to deal with her. Do I say something? Oh, wow. Your brother-in-law uh, brought a rude woman around. Um, I have a comment for that. Si vulgaire. Was that pronunciation good enough, do you think? Um, I don't speak French. I had to rely on Google for that. Um... So, unfortunately, I think we have to give her another chance. But this is because I would only want you to be given another chance as well. You know how it is when you meet someone for the first time, especially a family. If, if it's a close-knit family and you're like, you're the outsider coming in, 
you're a little stressed about that. You're a little anxious. You want to make that wonderful first impression. And there's a chance that you could put your foot in your mouth and, um, you could say something ridiculous about how they stone their tights themselves. No, you could you could say something. You could come off brash or or something that you would not not like to be perceived that way because you really aren't that way. You were under pressure. You were under duress, and you you messed up. So I totally appreciate that you felt belittled, belittled and annoyed. I would absolutely feel belittled and annoyed. And you know, like I said. That was rude. However, we we need to be gracious because we would want that grace also. So I invite you to um, give it another shot. Don't say anything yet, okay? Now, if you meet this woman again and she is just absolutely belittling, condescending, annoying, and rude to you, I think it may be appropriate to just say to your brother-in-law, hi, your girlfriend hates me. She's rude to me. Because then again, you're just speaking from your perspective. You're not attacking her because please don't, don't, I would advise you to not go to your brother-in-law and be like, she's a cunt because that's not going to come across, um, that won't be well received. So I advise you to come in like, I don't think she likes me. I feel she's treating me rude it will give him an opportunity to like maybe see that. I mean, I don't know that he even noticed that you pronounced something in French that she had such a strong reaction to, but let's, let's cross our fingers and hope that that was just because she was stressed out about meeting you and the whole family. And maybe the next time it'll be more relaxed and she won't be vulgaire. She won't be rude, you know, because Kel Tragique, if um, he's dating someone that you do not want in your family, let's give her one more chance. And then if she's rude, I'd say something to your brother-in-law. Absolutely. And um, still respect that you might not like what he says back. Oh, that's not true. She loves you. Okay, cool. You know, he may be in love jail. That's where people go for the first six months of any intense, connected, intimate relationship. We have to give them the benefit of the doubt to be locked up in love jail for six months. He's in love jail. He can't see it clearly. You know, temper your expectation, okay? Again, I feel like we have to do that with families a lot. We might have an expectation or hope for somebody that we want for them, and they might not have that same expectation or hope. Temper yours with the reality of theirs, okay? Um, but I do hope it was just a faux pas. Did I say that right? I hope it was just a faux pas she made and that next time you meet her, there will be something you like about her. And good luck. Um, I don't know how to say that in French. All right, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you have heard some advice that might resonate with you, or you've been reminded of needing advice about something, some family dynamics. I could talk family dynamics all day, every day. Maybe you just want to tell me a story about your family. I'll read it. I love stories. So um, email me 
you through at gmail.com. That's T-E-S-S-T-A-L-K-S-U-T-H-R-U at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Hearsay Studios. And I can't wait to talk you through very soon. Don't live a life full of distress. You can clean up this mess. Just get advice from terrific tests. This has been a production of Hearsay Studios. Wait, what?